0: Welcome to the Mind Your Body Podcast, episode number 23. This is your host, Jacob Andre, and today I'm talking about the different types of intermittent fasting. So if you'd like to know more, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jacob Andre, and for over a decade, I've trained everyone from children to elite athletes to move better, feel better, and perform better. While a thorough understanding of fitness and nutrition is vital, underpinning that is mindset. And I've come to discover just how important it is. I've worked with literally thousands of people, and more often than not, it's the ones who win the mind game who succeed in the big game. So how do they do it? This is the Mind Your Body Podcast. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Podcast. My name is Jacob Andre, and today I'm talking about the different types of intermittent fasting. Now, I'm just going to start off by admitting that I thought intermittent fasting was just another gimmick that's hitting the health and fitness industry, but boy, was I wrong. So I first came across intermittent fasting many, many years ago, but I really got interested and wanted to know more about it when a friend of mine, a guy by the name of Adam Martin, or better known as the No Breakfast Guy, Wrote a book called Start Late, Stay Light, and I saw him promoting it all over his Instagram page. And I thought oh, I might, being someone who really likes learning and particularly learning more about health and fitness, I thought I've got to get this book and I've got to read it and and just sort of figure a bit more out, a bit more about intermittent fasting. And I've got to listen to what Adam's got to say. So while initially there was a lot that I didn't necessarily agree with, I thought. I needed to learn more. And I suppose that's what anything comes down to, isn't it? When we are trying to be the best that we can be, we can't go and approach anything in life with a closed mind. So continual learning, lifelong learning, it's all about being open to different things and constantly listening and reading and always learning new things. So I got a copy of the book and I went and read it and it was actually really mind blowing. I was actually very surprised that I didn't learn more about intermittent fasting any earlier. So the book was called Start Late, Stay Light. And from there, I ended up sort of reinvigorating my relationship with Adam. And I was a guest on his podcast called How the Focacia, and he was a guest on this podcast. And, uh, I learned a hell of a lot from talking to Adam. Now, a lot of people, when they first hear about intermittent fasting, and myself included, will think about it from in terms of weight loss. People think that intermittent fasting is all about reducing your caloric intake. And I was exactly the same. I thought fasting was primarily about trying to reduce your calories and... Through that, you would then lose weight. So I thought it was all for people who wanted to lose weight. But as I started doing my research, I realized that intermittent fasting had so many other health benefits far beyond weight loss that I just didn't even recognize So some of those benefits are increased growth hormone. So if you're going to the gym and trying to put on muscle mass, then intermittent fasting is actually very beneficial because it increases the amount of growth hormone in your body. It's also very beneficial for the removal of waste products and cellular repair processes in the body. So what actually happens is the body becomes much more efficient at removing waste products and repairing old and damaged cells when there is no food in the body for the body to have to digest. So this is really, really interesting because we are constantly putting food into our body, but research showed that the body needs a fast of about 12 to 16 hours for it to be able to really optimize and improve the quality of the waste removal system and cellular repair processes. So, We can have much more productive cells when we regularly, intermittently fast. And this has been really linked with extreme life longevity. So I'm talking about living well beyond 100 years. And trends actually predict that it's possible for people in our lifetime to live well beyond 100. The first person to live to 160 is apparently alive today. So children who are born today actually are going to have a life expectancy of well over 100. But once I started to dive into the different types of intermittent fasting, I soon learned that there were many different types. So you can do intermittent fasting in many different ways. So the first way, which is the way which I do it, is the six in and eight method. And I actually feel like this is probably the easiest one to start with. So it's much easier if you can do this one and back it on to your sleep at night. So whether you either skip dinner or you skip breakfast, because you're already sleeping for about eight hours. So what's... Adding on another eight hours to that. So it makes it much easier to do that rather than try and skip 18 hours in the middle of the day when you've already got eight hours that you're using and not eating while you're sleeping. So typically, going to bed without any dinner, we all are trained that that's sort of a naughty boy thing that, you know, and then we get threatened with that. Hopefully, no one ever had to live through that, but you get threatened with no dinner if you're being naughty. But I think it's much easier to skip breakfast. And this is why so many people who are pro-intermittent fasting suggest skipping breakfast. So this allows you to eat from about lunchtime through to about eight o'clock at night. And then you go to sleep probably around 10 o'clock. You've had a couple of hours before going to sleep. And there's a lot of research around what. Uh, time that you eat dinner before going to sleep. And it's suggested that you need about three hours before you go to sleep so that your body can digest all the food and absorb the nutrients and all those hormones which are being released in the body and to enable the body to digest food have started to slow down and remove themselves from the body. So it allows you to get a much more better and deeper night's sleep. So the second different type of intermittent fasting is a 24-hour fast. Now, when I was eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and everything in between, I found it really, really hard to do a 24-hour fast. I remember in primary school trying to do a, I think it was a 24-hour famine, and we're raising money, and I really, really struggled. But even throughout life as an adult, I've tried to do 24-hour fast, and I get to about lunchtime, and I'm just about ready to... Eat a horse and chase the rider, but 24-hour fasts after having done the six and an eight method have actually been really, really easy, because you're already not eating until sometime between 12 o'clock and 2 o'clock anyway. So once you get, if you get busy, you don't even have to be busy. But particularly when you are busy, you just kind of forget about it and you just don't miss food. And so before you know it, it's already five, six o'clock, and you've essentially done an intermittent fast, a 24-hour intermittent fast if you haven't eaten since six or seven o'clock the day before so 24-hour fasts are really good I wouldn't suggest doing them too regularly but every couple of weeks to months you can do a 24-hour fast and I think they're actually a very good thing but they're much easier to do once you're used to the six in and 8 method so the third one is alternate alternate day fasting. And this is where you fast every second day. So you eat on one day and fast for the next. Ultimately, you're eating for half the week, half the month, half the year. So as you can imagine, this has the potential to halve your caloric intake. But most people will gouge out on their eating days knowing that they won't get to eat for the next day. So it's for this reason that most versions of this alternate day method also restrict the number of calories that you consume on your eating days. So this is a more extreme method and certainly not one recommended for novices but once you have attempted and got used to the six and an eight method and you've done a few 24-hour fasts then this is something that you can then take on as another method so number four is the daylight method and this kind of reminds me of ramadan this one where you only eat during uh, at night so you don't eat during the daylight hours except with ramadan you um ramadan is only done for one month of the year which is the ninth month of the muslim calendar but um The daylight diet is very, very similar in a way to paleo in that uh, you can consume small amounts of raw fruits and vegetables during the day, but the main eating time is um, at night time when you feast during a four-hour window. When you do feast, you're you're not eating any processed foods, so it is still very much an unprocessed foods diet, very similar to paleo. The five and two diet is next. So this is where you, uh, for five days, so you eat normally for five days per week and then you restrict your caloric intake for two. So this is not fasting as such. This is not you don't eat for two whole days you restrict your caloric intake for two days. So it's suggested that it's 500 calories in those days for women and 600 calories in those days for men. And these two days don't have to be done in a row, which most people think, including myself when I first came across this one. So you can split the two days up throughout the week. And for example, you might do one day on a Monday and another day on a Thursday. The next is a three-day fast. Now, this is where we start to get a little bit more difficult. So I had a manager who was really promoting the benefits of a three-day fast, and he used to say that by the end of the third day, he would be so mentally clear. He just had so much clarity in his mind and so much energy that he just swore by it. Now, this is not the sort of thing you can do all the time. You might only do it once every three to six months, but He used to absolutely swear, as I said, by the three-day fast and how good he felt. So this is a much more complex version. It's certainly not one for anyone new to fasting. I wouldn't suggest starting with a three-day fast. But once you've been through the other versions and you're really starting to like your fasting and see the benefits to it, then a three-day fast is a bit of a challenge that you could strive for later on with certainly many health benefits. And the last one, which is not so much... Uh, a fast, but the lemon cleanse diet, I just wanted to make mention to it, uh, also known as the master cleanse diet. Now this was popularized by Beyonce because she was in some magazines for having lost some weight and people were saying, what did you do when she was doing this uh, lemon cleanse diet? So this lemon cleanse diet includes eating nothing for 10 days. So the only thing that you can consume is a drink made up of maple syrup, lemon juice, and cane pepper. Now, my partner did this. I didn't recommend it because a lot of people said to me, what are you doing letting her do that? That's so dangerous. She suggested she wanted to try it. Now, she said it wasn't for weight loss. I get I get a feeling there was probably an element there of wanting weight loss, but she wanted to try it in terms of cleaning her liver and and her body, detoxifying and so on. Now, I've done blogs in the past on detoxifying your liver and what i've come to realize is that you don't really need to do that your body your liver naturally clean, cleanses itself so if you want to know more go and check out that that blog article on um cleansing your liver but this diet is a bit of a fast because you are not eating so she said she didn't miss food during the process the time that she did really miss food was more for the behavior. It wasn't that she was hungry, which absolutely surprised me because it said that you go and drink that drink whenever you feel hungry to overcome those, those hunger and those cravings. So you can consume this drink as much as you like. And that is supposed to Reduce those cravings, so she didn't ever say she felt hungry. It was more the smells when she was cooking for the family, and it was also the behavior of everyone sitting down and eating that she missed. But she didn't ever say she was hungry. So going off track a little bit, there was also a blog article I wrote on the lemon cleanse site, which you can search for on the blog over at JacobAndre.com. But I just wanted to bring that bring that one up and talk about it because it is sort of like fasting in that you don't eat. So I've only ever personally attempted the six and eight method and the 24-hour fast method. I have seen incredible results with both of them and I feel really, really good when I do fast. I don't really feel like I need to eat as much as what I normally do. And while I don't do it for weight loss, I have actually dropped in my usual weight, which is normally 72 to 73 kilos. And I now sit around 70 to 71 on a consistent basis by not having any food up until about lunchtime sometimes if I'm hungry I will go and now now that I've sort of got into the routine of it I will start and I will eat at about 10 o'clock on some occasions if I am hungry and also with fasting milk actually breaks your fast so I like to have a coffee in the morning so I wasn't able this is the hardest thing actually was not being able to have my morning coffee so as the way I liked it so I continued to have my morning coffee but it was black so it was I still it was still awry, I still liked it but it wasn't the way I really really liked it so what I would either do was just either leave my morning coffee until lunchtime when I was going to eat and I'd have milk with my coffee or I'd just have a black coffee but I have only tried these versions. If you would have if you've tried these other versions and you would like to give them a go, please let me know. I'd love to know what your experiences are. But intermittent fasting is a method of eating that can be combined with any diet. This is the one thing that really stood out to me as I was doing my research for this article and my next five articles which are going to be a bit of a review on the most intriguing and popular diets in the health and fitness industry today. So diets such as the blood type diet, the DNA diet, paleo, the keto diet, and the Mediterranean diet. So I'm going to leave you with this question. Have you tried one of these methods of intermittent fasting? If so, please tell me about your experience over on the blog at jacobandre.com. And if you haven't, what do you think about these methods of intermittent fasting? What Would you try any? And what are your worries, fears, or what are the things that you would like to get out of it? Again, leave your questions and comments in the discussion below this blog article on the website jacobondre.com. Thank you for joining me in this podcast episode and I'll see you next time. Are you frustrated that no matter how much you try, no matter how good you plan to eat, no matter how much you intend to exercise, you just can't seem to stay on track with your health and fitness goals? Do you feel like your best of intentions to have more energy and feel better about yourself? Results in having even less energy and feeling down? What if there was something you were missing? What if eating healthy was actually enjoyable? What if you looked forward to exercise? What if moving more could actually be really easy? I've put together a free ebook just for you, detailing the strategies for having more energy and feeling better about yourself. And I want to give it to you absolutely free. To get instant access absolutely free, simply visit jacobandre.com. That's J A C O B. A-N-D-R-E-A-E dot com.